Welcome back to Geldesy Pod. This is your host, Jeff Gelds. He's here. With our trusty commissioner, Noah. I'm here. The Gelds. What's up? What's going on? First of all, yeah. can we say, MOB found a way to not fuck this up. Which part? The, this the season. Like, this oh. has been a great season so far. Can I tell you my favorite new feature? Please. Is the, 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 the pitch calling situation where the the catcher just hits the button and the pitcher has the speaker in his hat or whatever it is oh yeah i think that's my favorite new addition because it's the pace of play has been awesome it's just been i mean if you watched bieber basically the 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 tempo was cut in half everything's much faster pitches are getting thrown quicker i love it what do you think yeah i think i think all around i think that you've got stars being stars which is also really important I mean, you have some stars being bums. We'll get into that. But the stars are being stars. You might get your hand stepped on, but you still hit three damn home runs. I mean, come on now. Well, I was about to say, you know, like the biggest star of last year, Shohei Otane, had a rough start. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> he will get we there. will get there, sir. He found it, as they he say. Um, all right. Well, so tell me what we're going to be doing here. Like, let's 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 kind of set the, the audience up. Listen, I went through the box scores. Now, we'll say we're recording this at approximately 537 Central Time. So, things are still fluid. There's still one game left to go tonight with Atlanta and the Padres. But outside of that, there's four five ones and six fours across the board. So, yeah, it's things it's, can still change. But we're going to, I think we're going to get more into the minutiae, how players performed draft wise, what were some good ones, bad ones. And uh, just the MVPs for each team kind of get into where they're going and what, what people might need. And I will say the ultimate caveat that it is April and not to put too much yes. stock in anything. Right. But this is going to be fun. So let's just let's just dive right in. What do you think? Let's go. I think we could start with the matchup that pits last year's runner up uh, Brandon Hart against Max Taylor, who's honestly I'm a, I'm, I'm a I feel like a proud papa. I'm a fan with Max Fisher. I mean, I'm his a fan. team. Great, great draft. I'm feeling good about his team. So, okay, so let's start with Fisher and and what you think about his uh, performance okay. this week. So, Max Fisher's pitching was good, not great. He only has three quality starts so far, but the one pitcher that he has that has risen above everyone else, and as Guardians fans, how hard is that to say? As Guardians fans, we got a uh, a taste of him this weekend. A big dose. Carlos Rodon, eight is alive. First of all, Munched. he is he is leading the league right now with twenty one strikeouts. By the way, a in, year after he no hit us in just twelve innings, twenty one wow. strikeouts. Wow, his ERA is one point five. His WHIP is under one at point seven five. And you know if he keeps pitching like this, that's 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 Cy Young stuff right there, which I think. You know, we've seen him pitch with the White Sox, so we have, we know what he can do. And I feel like his fastball gets up on you so damn fast. You know what I mean? It's like on top of you. Yes, I agree. And what a great change of scenery. It's funny because a lot of times when you when you go from a team to another team, you know, 
there's a variety of things that can happen. <laughs> sure. Um, and a lot of times, like uh, you look at Yastrzemski on the Giants, you know, when he went from uh, Baltimore right. to San Francisco, guys just plugging away. Um, sure. Uh, and Rodon is just a perfect example of a guy that just didn't skip a beat. It's I also crazy. think it, it worked in his favor to play a team. His second, his second um, start out, he played a team he knew very well. Yeah. So that is is allergic to scoring when they lose and yes. allergic to not scoring when they win. <laughs> I guess it is, out, guys. I guess is the way to put it. He he also had a couple big bats. The first one I want to mention is you know Brian Buxton Byron three home runs. Byron, okay, let me start that one over. Okay, so Rodon, clearly his best pitcher. He had a couple big bats out the gate. Bray Buxton. Byron. Was. <laughs> Just leave that in. <laughs> so Rodon is clearly his best pitcher. And when you look at the bats he's got, he's got Chris Bryant, who's been swinging, the, swinging it pretty well. Mm-hmm. He's got seven runs scored with a 389 OBP. Very, he's right up there with the, with the league. Um, and then another guy who was swinging a high bet, but we talked to Jeff. We talked about this with the draft, did we not? When it comes to Mr. Buxton, he he can swing the shillelagh, but the man's gonna get hurt. Oh, and what happened yesterday? D now I know T D. I know that the MRI on his knee came back negative, but this is just him being him. So he has three home runs, a steal, four RBIs, five runs scored. He's good across the board, but man, can, can the guy stay healthy? Doesn't seem so. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's and props to Fisher who who figured out a way. I mean, his best player overall, his best player is on the DL, right? Acuna Jr. Sure, absolutely. Arguably, you know, one of his top three offensive guys in Javier Baez on the shelf. Yeah. And he's still put together a heck of an offensive week. Now, I will say, when it comes to the bum of the week for him, he had a big one. A big bum. A big, big old bum. bum. He left it all out there. Now, if you went to, to any guy on the street that knew his baseball, but like only really kind of paid attention to his team, and you say the name Joey Gallo, and you see that Joey Gallo has had 29 at-bats this season, how many home runs in New York do you think Joey Gallo would have? In that lineup, with I mean, he's getting pitches, right? He's protected so I would say for sure. At least three. Here is Joey Gallo's splits for the year: zero runs scored, ooh, zero home runs, ooh, zero RBIs, ooh, six walks, four for twenty-nine. Brutal. Crickets. Brutal. So you would say his MVP of the week was Rodon. Absolutely. His bum of the week was Joey Mr. Gallo. Gallo. Joey Gallo. Moving on to his opponent. His opponent from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Brandon, the hitman, Hart. Now, Brandon has, I would say, a clear MVP for the week. This guy is leading the league or tied in the league for home runs. And it's not a name you would expect to hear. Now, you know this guy's a banger. But, man, he's off to a hot damn start. His name, CJ Crone. I mean, unbelievable. 11 for 33, seven runs scored, five home runs, 10 RBIs, over 350 OBP from a late round draft pick. You can't ask for more. That's it. That's top of the line. Yeah, that's crazy. He also has Lindor performing like we said he would. It's true. Hey, 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 you heard it first. (laughs) 
on the Galaxy Pod. Here on the Galaxy Pod, Lindor MVP candidate again. Yes, eight for thirty-two. Ugly OBP over four, four fifteen. It's unbelievable. That is the Lindor we knew in Cleveland. Yes, two steals already, three home runs, and that big old smile is back on his face. I love to see it. I hate that it's not in a tribe uniform. Yeah, but it's hard not to. It's hard to hate the guy. Can't win them all. He also had a uh, a great pitching outing. He's got another, probably another. I don't a late round pick again with Verlander. You know, Verlander bugs me. You know because I was like so close to drafting him. Not that it matters, whatever. But yeah, I just I was I was skeptical. He's an old man. I mean, he's thirty nine. You know, he's he's up there in age. He's hasn't pitched in what two years? He did pitch it all last year. Yeah, he must be feeling like a younger man. All you got to do is look at his pitching out of yesterday against Seattle. Eight innings pitched, three hits, eight Ks. The guy has got 15 Ks in the season. His ERA and his whip, both .69. I mean, you're going to have eternal youth when you go home to Kate Upton every day, right? I, I mean, mean, like... Jeez Louise. So when it comes to Brandon Hart, I'm going to say his MVP for the week is definitely CJ Crone. It's got to be, right? I mean, 10 ribbies? Or, I mean, that's ribbies. crazy. Yeah, five, I mean, five home runs. I mean, look at the scoreboard, right? He's he's up in ribbies by 12. And a big part of that is CJ Crone. Unfortunately, there is also a bum of the week. Always a bum. There's got to be, be a bum. Yeah. And this week, it's dear old Salvi Perez. Oh, no. For a top tier catcher, like tier one, uh huh. you're going to expect more than a 212 OBP. Well, sure. He's hitting six for 32, two home runs. And I just think if Kansas City is going to even sniff anything, he's got to perform like the MVP candidate he has lately. And this isn't doing it so far, unfortunately. I think bum of the week is poignant and makes sense. Um, he started the season 0 for 12, right? Yeah. He, he he has he, he didn't he didn't come out the the gates swinging. He had a he had a, a one game where he had two home runs, so that's where both of his bombs have come from. But I mean, after a year like last year, the dude's gonna rake, right? Like he's yeah, definitely the bum of the week. Come around, but, he's gonna come but, around. But but I mean, just you have think to throw the caveat in there. You also got to think for Brandon Hart, Hart's purposes that that's a good thing. If he's gonna be my bum of the week, let it be the first week. Totally, because he's got nowhere to go but up. And if that is my bum of the week then my team's probably performing pretty well still. The guys like Lindor and Crone and Verlander keep up what they're doing. He's going to find himself competitive every week, which is all you can ask for. I fully agree. So when all is said and done, who knows who's going to win this matchup? It's literally back and forth. It's coming down to it. 4-5-1. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to, either way, it's going to be a, a close match. Whoever wins, whoever loses. Bing. Brandon won the matchup. 5-4-1. All right, so moving right along. Let's chug it down the line. Down the line on this Easter holiday. Um, happy, happy Easter, Easter to, all to all of those. Goyim, love yeah, you all. All of the, uh, the, um, the muggles out there, if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so those that celebrate. Um, and happy. You're not supposed to tell them that that's what we call them. That's fair. Um, it's supposed to stay in the that's community. Fair. Well, secrets out. Um, and happy passover to those who who uh like us avoided doing a seder okay um so we're gonna move on to the favorite in the league (laughs) gene with a j zabarovsky (laughs) 
Um, There's lots of definitions of favorite. Like the favorite to win or just all our favorites? Our fa- I think just all of our accumulative favorites. If, if you went to favorite. everybody in the league and you said, who's your favorite owner? I think Gene would be pretty, yes. pretty fun I don't, there. I don't disagree. He's engaged. He doesn't really like the sport, but he likes <laughs> fantasy baseball. Um, and he's just a good dude all around. We absolutely love him. I've been razzing him all week about Shohei Otane. And then, of course, boom, <laughs> right on cue. So Gene faced off against Adam, the bookkeeper, Schneeberger, this week. And another really close matchup. Man, it's going to come down to it. Like it's going to come they down are to it. Separated by a strikeout. I don't know if someone has a pitcher go tonight, but they are both right there. I guarantee so. you, Gene is checking his phone every three seconds. They're separated by one run, two home runs, one strikeout, tied in quality starts, one away in saves. Really just Ooh. even matchup down Ooh. the line. Pretty crazy. Amazing stuff. Bing. Gene won the matchup five to four. And I will say, when it comes to Gene's team, it is two extremes here. He's got players showing up, man. He's got the guy I would give the MVP of his week easily. And, man, one of my favorite players to watch so far, Mr. Straw. Oh, interesting. I, I yeah. didn't see you going there. Okay. Yeah, listen, you got you to gotta hear me out now. Okay. He's got 10 runs scored. He's leading the league. No one else is double digits but him. 12 for 36. Four stolen bases with an OBP of 455. Now, I know Gene has some bangers, but the reason he's in this matchup right now is because of Straw. Honestly, I I, I was looking at his team, too, and I thought, I mean, come on, Vlad Guerrero, five yeah, home he, runs, 10 ribbies, seven runs. Vlad has definitely been performing, but... His OBP is, is rather... He hasn't walked this season. I'm not sure what his eye was last year, but it seems like with 38 at-bats, you, you're going to get a walk here or there. He's got zero walks. His OBP is only 325, which okay. is on the lower end of things for his team. And I just think I think the contribution Miles is giving him is is, is stronger. You know, it's it's debatable. Listen, he's got Nick Castellanos. You know, I'm, I'm a... Uh, Forever homer for that guy. I wanted him on the Guardians so damn bad. Um, he's in Philadelphia. He's fighting his form. He's got two home runs, six RBIs. His OBP is also over 400. So he's got players. He so, does, and he needs every ounce of things that he's getting out of these players. I mean, yeah. And you say that because he's getting zero out of the people he came into the season expecting to get things out of. So... You want to talk about Otani for a second? He's not my bum of the week for him, but Otani is definitely. He was about to be. He was about to be. He was about to be. And then he hit three home runs in two games. Yeah, the three home runs saved him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The only reason he's not bum of the week is because he he found a way to hit three home runs. His ERA is 756. He cannot find the plate. And Otani's got to find out. He's got to figure out where he's more valuable, I think. Because right now he's hurting his team when he's when he's taking the mound. I mean, he got rocked by Texas. But is he playing like an eighth round pick? He might be Pretty playing wild. like an eighth round pick. I'll tell you who's not playing like a second round pick. Oh, go with Merrifield. I mean, we all knew this. We all you looked at for- each other 
and we said, "What the fuck are you doing, bro?" Second round. Ready? Second round. This Come is what on. he's getting. Second round production. Zero. First of all, zero runs scored. Zero home runs. Two RBIs. Three steals. OBP of one seven six. If you could see my paper, uh-huh. I wrote the word "ouch." I wrote ouch. down "ouch." Ouch. <laughs> Wasted. I editorialized that much. That's brutal. Because it hurts me to see that. Because that's a second round pick. The opportunity was the beginning of the second round. And I just think you just, oh, what a waste. It is a waste. It is oh, a waste. Yeah. All right. So that's that's Gene. Let's go to his opponent, Adam Schneeberger. Uh, and Funny enough, uh, go ahead. I have I have both his pitching and his his hitting stunts coming from the same team this week. Go ahead. So he's living he's living life well with the with the Giants out there. Uh he's got Brandon Belt. You know, you always see Brandon Belt on the draft board, 10th, 11th, 12th round, and you always go, it's Brandon Belt. You know what I mean? Well, I heard an interview with him, and he was talking about how he approaches the, his his at bats now. He said, and and the way that he approaches his at bats now is that essentially, and I'm and I'm and I'm uh, paraphrasing a little bit here, but he said, I stand up there, I watch the pitch. If it's a strike, I swing at it. <laughs> if it's a ball, I don't swing at it. He said, "If I if I try to do much more than that, then that's when I start to fall into trouble." So, pretty simple philosophy, and it seems to be I working mean, out for I him mean, so far. If it's edible, I eat it. If <laughs> exactly. it's not edible, I don't eat it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And well, listen, he's he's, he's off to a great he's, start. He's eating it right now. Yeah, he's uh, eating. ten for twenty nine slashes, six runs, three home runs, seven RBIs, OBP of four forty one. I mean, you can ask for more from a first baseman, especially the one you're getting. And a late round. No, I mean, um, what an excellent. I mean, just, I don't know if he can keep it up, maybe, hopefully, for, for Schnee, but yeah, absolutely. I think it belts anything. It's he's injury prone, but he's consistent. If he's getting the at bats, he's going to find his way on base. And then his counterpart, uh, Logan Webb, who, again, I'm eating a little crow here. I know it's the first week, but I, I, I think I poo pooed this pick a little bit in the uh, draft pod. But he's he's come out. He's another two quality start guy. Ten Ks, one point two nine ERA, WHIP under one. You know all you can ask for from a pitcher this far into the season. And um, you know Adams got a pretty solid team. It was kind of hard to find a bum, a bum bum. But to pick somebody, I think you expect more than one home run from Nelson Cruz when you put him in Washington, and that's all he's produced so far. In OBP of 268, so his OBP is up to three. Not so great, but he's got plenty of time to turn it around there. And he, you know, he was in Minnesota for a couple of years, got comfortable. So, you know, it takes a minute to change a team. That's fair. I don't know that there's anything that Schneeberger needs to worry about. I think he's totally fine. And I think the same thing with uh, with Gene, which is, to be honest, a little bit of a surprise to me. I thought that he was going to be a little lopsided on his line line score i think i thought he was gonna have a bunch of stolen bases and runs and then not a lot yeah. elsewhere but he's he's made a good little comeback here at the end of the week and you know he's uh hey, hip hip hey. <laughs> all right well let's move on because our special guest has arrived he's here he is here and you guys 
this was a hard get for us. You know, I mean, four-time Geldesee champion, the guy that we're all just trying to figure out, Max Barton, welcome to the Geldesee pod. Appreciate you guys having me on. Of course. What up, champ? Oh, we just heard... doing champ things, baby. You know how it is. <laughs> Where's that trophy right now? Are you looking at it? Do you like... um, It is actually in my office. Uh, my wife loves, uh, you know, looking at it when she's working. She's uh, curious on if anyone is ever going to take it from the house because she's tired of looking at the three Geldesi, uh <laughs> owners, if you will, on it. The three Geldesi. she boys? hates looking yeah. at that uh, little tile, but... I'm always telling her, don't worry, babe. We'll change it to the Max Barton Trophy soon enough. <laughs> Barton League Baseball's got a nice ring to it, I will yeah, say. Yeah, it does. Well, we heard after our first episode that you that you had some comments about our, our take on your draft. And uh, we kind of wanted to start, it there, start there to see, see, one, how you feel you did, how you feel about your team going into this season, and uh, what you have to say about that. Um, I mean, I do feel like you guys had a very fair grade for me. I do think that the reach pick or the reach grade I received was for, um, I believe, Alec Manoa, who, um, you know, already has two quality starts to start off the year so far. And so that's probably why I wanted to at least explain my pick and not say that it is. it may have been a reach. Um, but I feel like in our league, since we have four keepers, you know, that's 48 players or so that are out. And, you know, it's all about value. And, you know, you're going to have those guys in the top, let's say, eight rounds that are going to go higher than they should just because of, you know, guys are being kept. And you're trying to find the, you know, value. And, I mean, I feel like he was a stud last year. I mean, I believe he finished on the player Raider right below Chapman and right below Nolan Arenado. That's who I was thinking of. He was about seven spots below him. And, you know, he only pitched, you know, half the season or a little over the half the season because he got called up. But, I mean, I think that kid's going to be a stud. Um, just everything about him screens ace potential, um, gets just pumped six innings, seven innings, quality starts. And that's what we look for. We're not trying to get those wins. We're trying to get quality starts and find quality pitchers. It was something that Noah and I were talking about earlier, just how it's been hard to come across quality starts this season so far just because pitchers aren't stretched out because of the lockout. And... uh I mean, Alex Manoa, right? Two quality starts. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think in any other league, I mean, shoot, I mean, you take him fifth round, that's a definite reach. But I feel like, I mean, right where he went was, you know, Logan Webb, Lance Wynn, um, you Darvish. And I feel like, I mean, he probably has, you know, the possibility of more upside on those guys. I mean, I do love Logan Webb, and he's been off to a great start this season. But, I mean, I feel like Manoa's a good, you know, May have been a little bit of a reach, but I think the upside is there and it justifies that pick, at least in my eyes. Um, oh, I have him down as your MVP pitcher this week. What a turnaround. What a what a turn of events now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's one of the only guys with two quality starts in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm willing to eat crow when it's time to eat crow. And there's a couple here that. No, you don't need to eat crow on that one. That's a definite. I mean, I think that's a very fair grade. I just wanted the, you know, the opportunity to come on to the lovely podcast and. Just a little little banter, a little debate with you guys and just kind of see where we're at on that. Absolutely. I will say you had a couple guys perform that we didn't see coming. Well, let's uh, introduce the matchup. So Barton's going up against Arthur Thomas this week. Uh, it's a, a, kind of the, 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 last, the last matchup that we're going to cover that is close, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it really, again, can come down to it. I know Barton has somebody going tonight. 
We have Martin um, got Albies tonight, and everything's close enough where Cronenworth just started. Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. So, uh, so Barton, what we've been doing was we've, we've kind of just been going matchup to matchup and talking about the the kind of wins of the week for the like the players that have really been performing. Um, so we've been done, we've been doing an MVP and then a bum of the week. So I guess let's just start with Barton's team. Like, who who do you have as the MVP of the week for for Mr. Barton? You know, we were just talking about on my head. Albies down as his MVP. And then also, uh, um, Connor Joe, Connor Joe. That was the other one I yeah. had written down right there. Connor Joe, 10 for 29, seven runs scored home run, uh, flirted with 500 OBP. I mean, that's, that's production for a late round pick that you could ask more for. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I definitely was taking him. And then the Chris Bryant news definitely, I thought was going to hurt his stock, but you know, Went into the season just to see how he'd do, and if he came out as a dud, I was going to easily move on from him. But he, uh, you know, has done well for me so far as a well, late twenty fifth rounder. High reward, low risk there for, for sure. sure. And you know, it's definitely nice to see that, especially when I have you know seven guys that are on the IL and one that's on administrative leave right now. So I'm just trying to just <laughs> get by for right now. So a six four isn't going to hurt your feelings. No, week one, I would definitely take yeah. that. I mean, is this a reason to expand our IL slots? <laughs> no. We thought putting the three no, would be yeah. good. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it just kind of just how it happened. It's not like I was targeting these guys. It was like they were close to coming back or like they were, you know, slow and getting in a training camp. And I think we drafted probably, what, you know, about a month before the season actually We drafted started. early this year, that's for so, sure. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm happy with all those picks because I think that on the long term, you know, it's all about the long haul when it comes to baseball. I mean, this game is... The ultimate game of patience. It's going to drive you crazy. It's going to drive you insane. You want to make a move. And sometimes it's better just to stand pat versus, you know, making a move. So I feel like the guys who are out once they do come back will be all right. But, you know, there's a lot of question marks for sure. I mean, you know, you got Baz that just went to the 60 day DL. You have Bauer that's on administrative leave still. So there's a lot of guys that are kind of up in the air, but a few of them are coming back. I feel like soon. So, you know, it's a, 24 matchup season, something like that. And you're just hoping to get by and just be in that playoff conversation. So I'm just trying at the end of the day, just trying to be in the top six, regardless of, you know, everything. You know, speaking of patience, I'm, I'm curious with Trevor Bauer, I've got a similar thing going on with Michael Conforto. It's a different situation, obviously, but Mm -hmm. how long do you wait on a guy like that? Like, do you just do the the problem is, is you can't put him on your DL, right? Like he's taking up a spot, waiting a spot. Right. And it's funny, uh, like, yeah, my brother-in-law, he's actually a lawyer and he's a big Dodgers fan. So he, I was actually just talking to him over the weekend and I was like, hey, what's the deal? What are we uh, what are we thinking? And he was telling me, I mean, I think the legal wise, he's fine. I think he's out of his you know, criminal case or civil suit, whatever he was doing. And it's just basically the MLB reviewing everything right now. So it just depends on when MLB decides, I mean, to play. I mean, to stop dragging not, their feet. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not for sure how long they're going to drag their feet. I mean, if it, it could be, you know, a week or two, it could be two months. But what's your threshold here? How, how do you just hold on to him until he's back? Or do you, is there a point where you're like, all right, I can't waste a spot anymore? If the team starts becoming, you know, you know, I start losing, let's say those two eights, three sevens. That's when it's going to start to put pressure. But if I can sneak by and go four, six, maybe five, five, maybe even sneak out a win, it's definitely going to extend his time on my team for sure. But if I'm coming to the gate and I'm going four and six and then I go two, eight next two weeks, then we're going to have to look at it and see, all right, do we need to move on? Do we need to do something? 
But I think right now it's just, I mean, he's one of the, I mean, he was my first round pick last year and then he went out. So he's a stud. He, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's not denial. I mean, he's a stud. And I'm also probably hoping to play the long game again with him. I mean, it's a 19th round pick. So if he does come back, I mean, that's a top pitcher in baseball in 19th round. I can. That's the other thing you got to consider is if you drop exactly. him, who gets him? Yeah. So who, let me ask you this. Who on your squad do you wish maybe performed a little better this week? I have one name written down in particular. I mean, Bobby Witt, my boy, he had a um, very good, awesome first day. I mean, he's a family friend. I was actually at his draft party when he got drafted. Oh, that's amazing. So, I mean, my like my wife has known him since he was probably eight years old. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, it was awesome because, like, the whole family was there in Kansas City for that first game when he got his first hit and his first you know, yeah. game, essentially game-winning RBI. So, I feel like he was just, you know, off that high – and, you know, he's coming back down to reality, but he's going to figure it out. I mean, the dude's a stud, though. I mean, that's not who I had written down. Um, I had written down the uh, same, same position, different player. Yeah, Correa. Yeah, he's my second he, one. Yeah, you got to get better than four for 30. Out of yeah. That guy. And I, I I usually don't like players who, you know, just signed a fat contract. So, but and then sure enough, I have like Freeman and Seeger and Correa. Who all decided? I think fat, it's hard to go deals. against Freeman, though. Yeah. So I mean, Freeman's my boy. I mean, it was nice having him in Soto in an OBP league for you know a couple seasons, which I think is what two good cornerstones on championship teams for sure. Yeah. So Noah, your MVP for for Barton was Albie's. Uh, I think my MVP was Connor Joe. Oh right, yeah, Connor I Joe. Would say Connor, yeah. I mean, Connor Joe's been. A, I mean, Albie's. I mean, it's been last three or four days. He's just hit home runs every day. But Connor Joe. Okay, every day what a consistent. cool fucking name, first of all. I know, Carter right? Joe? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been solid every day. Every day I think he's got a hit or he's got on base. So, I mean, that's all you can yeah. all you can ask for out of the gate. But, I mean, it's, it's early on, so, I mean, you're going to have these ebbs and flows and players are going to come out of nowhere. I mean, if you look at the player radar right now, I mean, that's good. I mean, there's a lot of guys on there. You're like, that's not going to stick. Right. For sure. And so who's the bum of the week, Noah? And got, for his, I got to give it to Correa. Four for twenty nine with only a home run and two nineteen OBP. Not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you there. Doesn't have but, much protection. That's all I'm saying. But his his career stats show he's not going to. I don't think that's going to stick. I think he's going to find his way out. Yeah, I mean he's a potential you know twenty five thirty home run guy hitting you know right. three sixty OBP. So I mean that's a shortstop. That's what you exactly want, and we'll definitely give him a little more leg room. You know, to figure it out. I mean, new team, figure out a new. I mean, I I was mad that he left Houston, even though I hate Houston. Um, I felt like he was super comfortable in that lineup and just sitting in between Bregman, um, you know, Jordan and Altuve. We're going to Minnesota, and it's like, yeah, and you're automatically putting him out. Like now, half his games are going to be outside in that Minnesota mm-hmm. air, and so yeah, is it chilly? It's cold. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I'm not too mad about it. My my boy Jeremy Pena got gets the call, right? <laughs> and he's he's sitting in pretty nicely. All right. Well, let's quickly move on to Arthur. Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll 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 bid farewell to Max here in a second. But if you will stay with us while we kind of go over your opponent's team. Noah, who do you have as Arthur's MVP? Mm, I have a couple names written down here. Um when it comes to batting, Tim Anderson is off to a damn hot start. Really good start. Yeah. Um 429 OBP. I feel like Tim Anderson would be a superstar if he was in a major market. And here's market. the thing. With the 429 OBP, he's only walked once. 
So he's swinging the shit out of the bat. Um, the other guy doing it's Wilson Contreras is also hitting, and anytime you get production from your catcher, you're going to be happy. And then uh, he had uh, Shamanaya and Chris Bassett, both with two quality starts. Oh, wow. So that's two for two out of the gate. Bassett was his keeper, yeah. too. Uh, Bassett at 14 Ks, ERA and whip both under one. And uh, Manaya's right there, too. 13 Ks, 138 ERA. So. Do we know anything come, about Bassett? Like, what is his deal? Like, where did he come from? Is he young? He looks like an old man. Like, I don't. Yeah, he was in Oakland, and then uh, he got. He was the one that got hit in the face by a line drive and was yeah. out for most of the year at the end of the year last year in Oakland. And I guess they they let him go. They traded him. It's like when Oakland was unloading everybody in the offseason. He got overshadowed by Montas a little bit too. I mean, I would even say uh, Romano has been pretty solid for him. I mean, anytime you get closer, yeah. it gets you five saves in a in a matchup. That's. Solid. Five saves? Yeah, he's got five saves? saves this year already. Five saves to take Holy games, yeah. shit. So it's kind of like, yeah. he's probably going to have a lot of saves this year. <laughs> he's probably going to touch that 40, 50 mark. That's insane. Five With saves. With Toronto and that, that lineup, I mean, very doable. Yeah. It just shows you that, yeah, that closer position is so fucking fickle. It's like, you don't even know what, yeah. Yeah, this is this was the first year I didn't even draft a closer. I, don't, I mean, I drafted one closer, and I usually like to go at least one, you know, solid closer to have, but I feel like, you know, closers, it's like you said, it's like, you know, who knows? You just kind of... It's a crapshoot. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. Uh, when it comes to Arthur's bum, uh, it's me eating a little crow because this is, I think I gave this guy Arthur's best pick, Alex Kirloff, but, you know, slow out the gate, one for 15, one run scored, 0.067 OBP, and now he's on the IL. So not a great start for the man in Minnesota. Well, I guess, Barton, what would you say is your biggest hole right now? Like, what are you looking at? What do you think you need to fill, either by the waiver wire or by trade? My biggest hole for sure right now is pitching. Yeah. You know, I what is it, six, seven guys on the IL, and we're just hoping to get by. And I feel like that's definitely my weakest point right now but i feel like when i were healthy it could be one of my strongest points um and then that being said to keep snowballing on pitchers i would say closers are definitely my weak spot with uh Bar- i thought joe barlow would be a closer for the rangers and then they decided no we're not going to use him out of the gate as a closer which i have no idea what that means and i picked up two other guys so hoping to just snag some you know i guess vulture saves throughout the season or make a move i'm not really sure how that's going to play out so but it's with saves, you never know. What were you thinking when they pulled Kershaw the other day? Um, you know, for me personally, I as long as he got a quality start, man, I really I don't get a stat for a complete game shutout or you know a perfect game. I don't get we don't get stats for that. We get stats for quality starts. And as long as he did not come back in and mess that quality start up, I'm okay with that. He did not. I will take that stat line every day in fantasy. Every day. There you go. Awesome. Fantasy over everything, right? <laughs> Yell to see over everything. Yell to see over everything, of course. I would say, I honestly, Hughes, uh, Arthur has a fair amount of needs right now. Um, I don't think that he's really that strong offensively. He's got a little bit of power, but um, I think he needs to. If, if he's if he's trying to look at his team to see what he needs to improve on, I would say it's definitely just offense across the board. Uh, pretty low numbers this week. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely to, you know, to scoot by somebody with eight guys in the DL and one guy administrative leave and you just win 6-4, I would be a little bit yeah. concerned if I was him, but... But you're not. Yeah, especially because you took, I mean, you took all but steals. Yeah. 
So my final question for you, Barton, is how the fuck are you winning every year? I mean, it's like, was it four in a row or is it three, three in a row? Three in a row, hoping for four this season. Is there is there anything you can tell us that might might help us give us um, give us any sort of insight or well, any sort I, of I know, edge? I know a lot of people just consider it as you know I just had Juan Soto as a twelfth round keeper, but you know it's you know how many guys <laughs> we have on a fantasy baseball team 25, 26, something like that takes more than one player. So I mean for me it's all about yeah it's all about finding value. It's all I mean we, I think we had this talk you know a couple of years ago when we had a trade and I made a trade with Adam um, for for a closer. I actually traded for a closer because I wanted. It would, it would have been like a 10th round, 12th round keeper, and I was out of the playoff race. And honestly, that's still Adam and I's ever fantasy trade in any format, football, baseball, basketball. That oh, wow. is the only trade he and I have ever made together. And then, so we, it blew up and it was like, everybody was like, why are you giving Adam this? And we had that huge talk about, you know, it's all about finding value. And, and I think that's what it comes down to. And like our draft, you know, with, you know, the top probably 48, you know, 48 players are not in the draft pool. So you got to just create a roster and do the best you can and finding value and knowing when to reach, knowing when to wait. So I feel like my draft is always a big, you know, help for me. Uh, I would say hitting is probably the one thing I try to be really good at because I, uh, pitching, I feel like you can find some good quality starts or maybe pick up a, a good stream here and there. And, but that's not a, I mean, obviously, it's, um, I would say a formula for long-term success, but it definitely is part of the game. And I feel like if you have a good core, like who's your core, that's what it kind of comes down to. If you're, if you can rattle off four studs, I think you're going to be just fine in a two week matchup. And it sounds to me like patience is also another virtue of yours that patience you know. it's, it, it's the ultimate game of sometimes I won't even like, I honestly have probably looked at fantasy. I mean, enough to set my lineup this week, just because it's the first, you know, first matchup you're, my team is set, I feel like. I mean, I don't need to do a whole lot to it. I just drafted it. You know, don't need to do a whole lot to it. Just make some minor tweaks and move some guys to the IL and try to create an extra roster space or two. Just see what you got. Yeah, and I feel like that's all you can really do and just be patient. That's the only thing I can really say is be patient and try to find value. I mean, it's a long season. I mean, you got 20 matchups. And if you're just trying to build a team that can compete in a two-week matchup against anybody, and that's all I tried to do year in and year out, and you know it's kind of been working lately. Well, we're all envious. We all see see what you're doing, and 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 I I want to I want to send you off by wishing you well, <laughs> um, and I will I will send you off by wishing you well. Any final comments, um, Noah? I will say this. Uh, you know, this could be this. I'm not going to say it's your year. I don't want to jinx you, but I think this is uh, <laughs> this is one of your best drafts, one of your best teams. You got my boy Soto on your team. I appreciate it. I keep wanting to send you a trade for him, but then I don't want to like overpay for him because I know if I send it to you, you're just going to say, nope, I know what he's worth to you. And so you're going to make me overpay yeah. even more for him. So I feel like it's yeah. out of my control. At the moment, I know what he's worth to exactly. me. Exactly. And I mean, he's <laughs> in an OBP league, he's just so much more valuable. Just, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it, totally it's agree. a whole player. I mean, if you look at his OBP number, like on the player rater, I think it's around a seven. And that's just OBP. I mean, the difference between him yeah. and say the fourth best OBP is probably five, three, three, five, four or five points. I mean, that's a whole player. That's, you know, what a Manoa was last year, four or five you know, on the player rater. And that's just Juan Soto's OBP value, if you will. And if you got two of them, like you did with Soto and Freeman, you're looking good. Exactly. And so that's what we're doing. Yeah. So 
I think that you had a really great draft. I think you're set up for some success well, this season. Um, Jeff, I think you did the best you could without having a first-round draft pick. So it's all about finding value for you, baby. I know. I'm working on it, man. I First <laughs> round, eighth round. But yeah, I, I, had a, I had a rough draft. That's not usually my MO. <laughs> usually I'm trying to figure out how to stay good. Now I'm trying to figure out how to get good. So uh, anyway, thanks for joining the pod, my friends. Um, love to have you on. Best of luck this year. Always. Good luck, bud. Yeah, good luck to you guys too. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, thanks for doing these. These are always a, a good list, and I really enjoyed the sure. last one. And looking forward to listening in on more of them, and hoping to be a, a guest down the road. Of course. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. So let's move on to our dearest little brother. Oh, the little bro, bro. The little bro, bro. Who you know had a tough week this week uh, in fantasy. I can definitely relate. So let's dive in to see maybe where he went wrong and 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 why he's getting his boot kicked by a team that's owned by Jake Murdoch that can't even give his team a name, which is a little bit of a frustration to me. And I know he doesn't listen to these, but uh, <laughs> come on, man, name your team. Murdoch was it's not even capitalized. No, it's just Team Murdoch. That's what that. No, it's just Team Murdoch. Give that's us what, a capital that's M. The, for that's God the sense. default. That's the default name. I don't. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, let's dive right in. So, what do you think about uh, about Zach's? I think Zach. MVP? You know, I think I think his team. I think he's. It's unfortunate for him because I think he's got the players. I just think they just all underperformed across the board. My bum of the week for him before I could even go into like I feel like I got to point out the bum first. You know, one of his keepers, Bobichet. Yeah, so ten for forty-five, just one home run, just one RBI. So it was a one RBI is the one home run he hit. No stolen bases, no walks. OBP of two twenty-two, and I don't think that's what anyone expected out the gate, especially in that Toronto lineup. A lineup of mashers. I mean, give me a break there. Yeah. So well, one of his keepers was on the downside. His other keeper, one of his other keepers, was my was my stud for him this week in Jazz Chisholm. Yeah. Say that name twice. Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm, Jr. Jazz Chisholm Jr. There you go. Uh, <laughs> seven for 22, two home runs, 10 RBIs. 10 RBIs. Production. Two home runs, 10 RBIs. Production. Uh, 370 OBP. I think, you know, would, would if, if you gave me that stat line for any of my keepers, I'd certainly be happy with it. Totally. So. And the funny thing about Chisholm is like, you know him as a speed guy, right? And I know that he's he's kind of a 2020 threat, right? Like I feel like he could sure, he could do the 2020 thing. But yeah, he's he's really showing up across he the board is, as those, a five. And tool. No steals thus far. Yeah. So, so. what you thought you were getting, you weren't. And he's 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 actually a fairly similar player to Bobuchet, but just not gonna get the same type right. of production. Bobuchet is, I think, a little more power when it comes when it comes to plate discipline, too. And when we look across to Jake's team. He had a team that just mashed this week. I mean, mashed. Matt Olson, 14 for 34, seven runs scored, two home runs, 556 OBP. Go right down to uh, Aaron Nato, 12 for 28, four home runs, 515 OBP. I mean, that's just mad production. 
I don't always think of Murdoch as like the guy that comes out of the draft with the hot team, you know. But I tell you, across the board, he's having a season already. I mean, he he. <laughs> I mean, Zach had a bad week, but he ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, I I had a really tough. Those are the two names I wrote down. But you could throw Trey Turner up there. You could throw um, Marcelo Zuna up there as having a tremendous week. I mean, it's crazy. And and Matt Olson is just uber productive with uh, Atlanta this year. He now has 11 RBIs. He had an RBI tonight. So now he's had 11 RBIs for the year. So just mad production across the board. Good for you, Jakey. Good for you. And then um, uh, the one pitcher I wrote down was uh, Joe Musgrove. Again, a two-quality start guy. The only guy on his team to get him quality starts this week. So if there's a downside to Jake's team, there it is right there. The only guy that gave him a quality start was Joe Musgrove. But he's he's got guys like Josiah Gray and Giolito and Severino. So I feel like those quality starts could could begin to show up. Again, like we talked about, these pitchers aren't all stretched out. So you yeah. got to give him a few weeks. Yeah, and he's got a, yeah, like you said, Giolito on, on the IL. He didn't have, you know, he had two two saves. I guess if there's one weakness, I guess that's that's it. I mean, he only has one real bona fide closer uh, right. right now. Um, so maybe if he was looking for some improvement, that's where you'll find it. Um, but yeah, across the board, Jake had a really good week. Um, yeah, and it's been a while since we've seen Jake really. He's doing always things. up there with the with the six to eight range. He's always been consistent middle of the road. He's never had a tough year. He's never had a tremendous year, but I feel like this team's got some really, really good upside. And then on the other side, you know, Zach's just, again, his offensive, his offensive production was just nothing, you know? And I had, I I had the same problem kind of whenever I had trout on my team where I like, and I'm not saying Zach did this, but like, you kind of like, oh, I have Trout. Let me focus on a couple of other things for a couple of rounds here. Exactly. You know, and then you start to be like, oh, wait. I only have trout, you know. Well, thank God that his hand, the X-ray came back negative on his hand. Yeah. So hopefully this isn't going to be a too bad a detriment. Yeah, let's hope for Zach's sake for sure, because beyond beyond trout, his power, his power potential wasn't there this week. It's not great. But I feel like again, I look at this team. Mount Castle could hit twenty five home runs. Will Smith could hit twenty five home runs. Delbeck could hit thirty home runs. I mean, George Springer. It's all right there for him. It's just you know they got to come together. They got to work. Yeah, and you need and you need Shane Bieber to start getting you quality starts. You know, and he will. It's not even worth talking about again. But yeah, he'll get there. And so for uh, Jake, my bum, not really a bum, but I Dansby Swanson is six for thirty five, three run score, two fifty six OBP. So it could be better. Young guy for a guy that I had him last year, and he was a very productive for me last year. So. All right. Well, moving right along. Two matchups left. Me or you? Let's start with me because you're like, let's start with the bad news and then we'll go to the good news because my okay. week was pitiful. And it's, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say, man. Like 39 ribbies. That's just embarrassing. Like I'm embarrassed, you know? And I guess just real quick, I can just kind of give you how I'm feeling about things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Talk us through your week. Ultimately, I don't feel like I have very many holes, which is a bit of a problem because 
That means that I don't really see where my improvement's going to come from. I feel like my my pitching is my biggest weakness. Um, I am not thrilled about really anybody on my team. Zach Wheeler gave up seven earned runs today, and he was supposed to be my ace. I'm pleased that I was able to pick up a closer in David Robertson, who has been my only saves, and my my pick for reach for the draft from you was Emmanuel Classe, who has gotten me zero saves and has pitched like a bum. So I do not feel good. <laughs> I have some confidence in my in my offense, uh, but yeah, it, it was a rough week for me. This is not how I'm used to starting a season. No, and and I think you're going to find yourself piecemealing piecemealing that starting staff week by week, which is something that can certainly be done. But yeah, but with four pickups, can, it's rough. It's, it's hopefully tough. you can fall into a couple guys who find a groove or a couple columns to get looked over by some people, and and you can get your your pitching staff together because I think your I think your um your lineup's not terrible by any means. They just had a shitty ass week. Yeah, I just, I it just didn't, it didn't kind of come together, and I'm trying to take uh, Barton's words to heart on patience because I've just been all over that waiver wire trying to find uh, some sort of diamond in the rough. Today I picked up O'Neill Cruz, okay, <laughs> who's you know once he comes up he's gonna mash, but like I, now I have Conforto and Cruz both who are not playing on my bench. It's just when do I drop Conforto? I don't know what to do there. Yeah, you know that's tough. I guess I drop him. There's like no news on him. I don't I mean, know what's you going. You try on. to find something. I I would love for him to come to the Guardians. I think he'd be a good fit for us. But I don't think anyone's really. No one seems to be in a rush to go pick up a high middle of the road outfielder at the moment. They, I think, I think teams want to see where they're at, especially with a team like Cleveland, who might be the team that he fits best. But we've got Quan who's hitting the ball and we've got Naylor coming back. And we're, and I think Tito wants to see where we're at before we go spend more money. That might not help us. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's move right into this. So, so I had for your, for you had a couple bright spots. I think Devers had a great week, 13 for 37, two home runs, 368. Mm-hmm. I think Nimmo had a good week with a 429 OBP, mm-hmm. but man, Kyle Tucker, just a bum. You were so excited for him. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not ready to think. He started the season well too. Like he, he had that the second game of the season. He hit two home runs, and I was like, "Here we go, baby!" And that's it. And that's been his production so far. <laughs> One eighty-two OBP, and I just think, uh, I think he's got a bright side. Just he's, he hasn't found it yet this season. That's fair. And then when you look across the mark, you know, this is the one where he's he's let me know it, man. He's let me know that I got to eat a little crow here. Okay, and go ahead. With Josh Bell. Josh Bell. I called him out on Josh Bell. I said, man, not a great pick. And thus far, proving me wrong, 13 for 38, two home runs, 10 RBIs, 468. You would think he'd be the stud of the week for his team. You would think. Nope. Okay. New contract man, J-Ram. J-Ram. Jay Ram, 16 for 33, six runs scored, three home runs, 15 RBIs, leading the league, 526 OBP, proven his worth. Yeah, every time I got excited that he hit a grand slam or a home run or a double or a triple, I remembered I'm playing him in fantasy. And that's never a <laughs> that fun sucks. thing. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. 
So uh, okay, so that Jesus. that's his that's his MVP. Who who would you have as his bum of the week? He's got to have somebody. Yeah, it's pretty obvious here. He's got a guy, one for twenty, three walks, one seventy four OBP. Eddie Rosario might might have been a stud for Atlanta in the postseason, but eight fight in his form thus far. And I got to wonder how long Atlanta runs with that before they try to put a younger guy out there. Because what's the point? Yeah. You've seen the ceiling, and the ceiling was the playoffs last year. Absolutely. And they got what they wanted out of him. He was a stud. He was the MVP of the... I'm pretty sure he was the World Series MVP. There you go. So, you know. But yeah, I mean, he, you know. He's right back to Cleveland. Cleveland Eddie Rosario. He left his talents in Minnesota. Yes. (laughs) So long. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye. All right. All right. Moving along. Last matchup of the week. Last matchup of the week. The guy that everybody wants to see do well. <laughs> Our commissioner. I never know. Like, I take it as a compliment. I do. But, like, Nate, it just means everyone knows that I suck for so long. No, I think what it means <laughs> is that everyone sees how much you care about it and, and how much okay. you want to do well. And and you are the best at recognizing when you're not doing well. And, you you know, you kind of start to look towards the next you know, next year. And you did that last year and it paid off this year. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I, this was by far the most focused draft I've ever had. The most, certainly the most prepared draft I've ever had. We well, had a 40 and inch screen that you were working. I mean, you had listen, a pretty big I draft board. fucking around this year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I gave, I gave, um, I think my MVP is, is the guy that everyone would think would be the MVP and Juan Soto three home runs, 458 OBP. Cruising right along, but uh, the guy that I enjoyed watching the most this week was Brandon Lowe. The kid was hitting everything. Uh, eight runs scored, three home runs, six RBIs, 317 OBP, but just really starting to find his form. And I got him in the fourth round, I think. And, uh, you know, second base is such a tough position. So if you could find someone that hits the ball, then I'm happy. So that's who I had. For my MVPs. You're just up and down that offensive. I mean, up and down your lineup. I mean, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo is right there. Um, Brandon Rogers hasn't done much for me. He's definitely my bum of the week at three for 31, 171 OBP. Uh, I would love to, for him to find, to find himself before I'm forced to move on from him. Or I could say Devin Williams pitching. He's been a super bum. Uh, you know, he's not even a closer anymore. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to, after today's performance, he cost me a category today. It was going to be eight, two, and now it's seven, three, which I'm super pleased with, but he totally cost me ERA today. And so I'm ready to move on. When I look across the road at Sabi, he didn't have a terrible week. 39 RBIs isn't great, but that's not terrible. No. Um, it's terrible. It's okay. Terrible. I'll let you That's say where that. I was at. That's where I was at. That's, <laughs> that's terrible. I mean, it is, that's just terrible. Okay. I had, uh, Austin Riley as his MVP. He's got a 400 OBP, two home runs, five RBIs, 10 for 37. Lewis Roberts has, as what I think might be the, he's got five steals already, two home runs, seven runs scored, 235 OBP. So I think he's got the pieces. I think again, it's just, a matter of performance. He does this thing that I try to do, right? Which, well, first of all, we can all recognize that he lost his best player 
you know, right sure. away. And that's rough. But um, oh, he, yeah, yeah, he let's, tries, let's, yeah, let's be clear that with losing Tatis was you don't replace Tatis. Yeah, He's, you it, can't. It, you can't. Um, but he likes to go for the guys that are kind of um, very balanced. And I like to do that same thing, um, like with Kyle Tucker, you know, those types of guys that you think are going to get you every category. And he has a few of those guys, you yeah, know, absolutely. Um, Bryce Harper, Rosarina, Luis Robert. You know, these are guys that can get you every category. But the problem with that is that you're relying on them to do all of that. Well, yeah, and then, when you've got well, you got Schwindel as your first baseman. Cesar Hernandez as your second baseman. Right. Right. You're relying on guys like Rosarina and Luis Robert to get you stolen bases, to get you home runs, to get you RBI. And you need someone like Bryce Harper to be better than he is so far. And he's not, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been Bryce Harper. Yeah. So I did give myself a bum of the week, and it was definitely Trevor Story. I feel like he could have, like, you know, Trevor Story and Brandon Rogers, but I feel like Trevor Story is just, for where I drafted him, is better than uh, uh, five for twenty three with one home run and one RBI. Especially in the heart of that Boston lineup. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, and I think again, this is a guy, new team, new environment, and I think you just got to give those those guys a minute. Well, and when you go from the hitters' paradise in Colorado, exactly to Boston, which is also it's it's not a bad place to hit, but it's not you're not a mile up in the air and you're not getting True. thin air, so. Yeah, I think it'll take some time for him to adjust. You're probably not going to see quite the power numbers out of him that you've seen, right? But you'll, but yeah, that'll that'll even out. Hope that'll they'll differentiate itself with the RBIs that he's potentially going to be able to get in Boston. Yeah, I think he'll get plenty of RBIs, and hopefully, be hopefully he'll be hitting my boy Devers in. Uh, there you go, regularly on the reg, as they say, as the kids say. So finally, let's let's wrap up. Um, okay, but I think we just wanted to pick. A big winner of the week. I think the I think the big winner of the week are the well. Let me say this. I think Jake is probably the big winner of the week. I think he took a team that not too many people really were looking at, and they all performed. And I think he's definitely a team to look out for. So I think Jake is one winner of the week, and then I think the teams with two first round picks definitely showed themselves this week as well with me and Mark. But if I had to give the trophy to the winner of the week, I think I got to give it to Jake, to be perfectly honest. It's an interesting way to approach it, and I definitely respect that. The way that I was approaching it was what team got what they thought they would get. Okay. And between you and Merck, it's very close. Uh, but I think I would give... Ugh, it's actually really hard. <laughs> um, I just think I think it's a split. I think we both had two first-round picks. Yeah, and it both it paid off for both of us. Neither of us squandered the chance at taking the player that needed to be taken at the moment. I will say, based on the current stats, I believe you would have beat him six four. So this is what I'm looking at as well. That shows you how close it would have been. Just week one. Just week one. Just week one, my friends, my Geldesi playing friends. I think that's all the time that we have. <laughs> And Noah, again, I really appreciate all the work you put in on the front end. I will now put all of my work in on the back end. My pleasure. Worth it. This is so much fun. I think this is going to be the best go to see season yet. Everyone's, I mean, like, you know, I pointed out how many transactions were made even before the season started. And I just think it's 
It's fucking awesome. And I love everyone competing. And uh, Jeff, let's go. Meet you. I know. I know. We got the matchup next week. Find your yes, form, sir. sir. Well, <laughs> thank you to you, Noah. Thank you to Max Barton for joining us all the way from Dallas. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will be back when we're back. When we're back. Peace.